very happy to welcome in a guy who was a tremendously popular player in East Lansing as one of the founding members of the No-Fly Zone. Trey Waynes joins us. Trey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, I don't know if I'm as good as you are, but uh, (laughs) you were getting a lot of love this weekend from players who were very happy with you and your generosity and this gift, uh, $500,000 is the number we saw, uh, for the football program and the new football building. Can you talk about something like that and what the motivation is? Yeah. Um, geez, I don't even know where to start. Um, so I guess the motivation uh, came from, um, you know, just, Basically, MSU has done so much for me and my family. You know, that's where I met my wife. Um, you know, that's the school that, you know, gave me the opportunity to, you know, continue to play the game I love and, you know, stuff like that. You know, great education. And, um, you know, I haven't really been, you know, one that was always big on, like, donating and stuff like that. But right. uh, when Darian had mentioned it, um, you know, it was almost a no-brainer just because, you know, it's just kind of – you know, a way for me to say thank you and, you know, just another way to stamp, uh, you know, my legacy on, you know, that university, even though I'm not there anymore. Probably helps that uh, Darian is one of, if not uh, your number one best friend, right? Yeah, that definitely helps. Because, <laughs> I mean, he knows how I am when it comes to, you know, that kind of stuff. And he's yeah. pretty private and just myself. But, um, you know, after seeing – you know, the tremendous, you know, work and uh, progress he's been making there, um, you know, I kind of wanted to step in and, you know, do my part as well. We know what you did for Michigan State, and uh, I can still see you in the Rose Bowl, see you and Darian in the Rose Bowl, but you mentioned what Michigan State had done for you. Can you take us through that uh, maybe when you made your decision uh, the people there who believed in you? Yeah, so um, just I'll try to make a long story short. But basically, um, you know, I was a undersized small kid that wasn't really highly recruited coming out of high school, um, mainly because of where I was from. I was from Wisconsin, and uh, a collegiate coach had told me when I had asked him why I didn't have, you know, the scholarships and offers and the recognition that some of these other kids from Florida, Texas, Ohio, uh, you know, some of these other states, you know, were getting, it was because Wisconsin is not known for skilled position. And basically what that means is we weren't known for receivers, DBs, you know, yeah. positions like that. We were known for big running backs, linebackers, linemen. And so right. it, it didn't, it also didn't help that it was a run heavy state. Um, so even though schools knew I could tackle, they really didn't, no, I could cover because, I mean, there wasn't a lot of game film on that. Um, so he basically said I'd be a camp kid, and, you know, I had to drive around across the country attending these camps, and, you know, that's how I got my offers. But, you know, Michigan State was a school that, you know, started ta- talking to me fairly early, but, again, they wanted to see me in camp because, you know, the film really wasn't there of me covering anybody. And, um Coach Salem actually had said he's, he was recruiting me at the time. He said, you know, if you come to camp and you do what we know you're supposed to do, um, you know, you'll walk away with a scholarship. And, um, 
it was actually kind of funny because a previous school that I actually had a camp with uh, a couple days before that said the exact same thing. And, um, you know, I didn't, you know, they end up, they didn't give me the, the scholarship when I left, like they said. And ironically, when they were, they were also attending Michigan State's camp, and um, they saw how, you know, I was performing well there too. And uh, it was funny because they actually offered me a scholarship in the middle of the Michigan State camp. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now it's kind of like in my head, I'm like, yeah, fuck off, like no chance. You know, you guys kind of blew that um, just because you, you said one thing and did another, and now you see – I'm still performing at a high level at a bigger school and the attention I'm getting from that bigger school. Now you want to try to step in and be relevant. But, you know, like I said, Michigan state, everything they said they came through with. And um, after that camp was done, they said, call us in 25 minutes, you'll have a scholarship. And, you know, they held true to that. And that was really big for me. Um, just cause like I said, a, a, another school said the same thing like a couple of days earlier and, you know, didn't hold up their end right. of the bargain and, you know, so so that really stood out to me, and then you know, just the coaches and you know everybody, everybody, you know, a part of that university, just it was awesome, and you know, it it didn't feel like, um, you know, I was an out of state kid. I felt really, I felt home, you know, in Michigan. Right, right. I remember the first time I saw you, Trey, and uh, working out, and you were you were tall enough. You're taller than some cornerbacks, or six one, maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah, and uh, but you were slender, and uh, I was trying to project. You know what would you do? And then I saw you run, and I said, "I will tell you one thing: uh, no wideout's going to run by him." <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one thing that the coaches have said when they were looking at, you know, my my physique and stuff like that. They said, you, "We can put some weight on you." You know, when yeah. I mean, and coaches know that stuff. Strength coaches know that they can tell by looking at you know, players' body type and stuff like that, how much weight they can hold and this, that, and the other. So, you know, it, it, whatever, what, everything they said came to fruition. So, and These numbers are public knowledge now. They didn't used to be, but everyone knows what everyone makes in pro football. So I'm not breaking any stories. Kind of. Kind of, kind of. But when you were uh, just breaking in or high school guy, you hadn't gotten a starting spot yet, could you ever have imagined career earnings of over 50 mil? No. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I tell people all the time when I first got to Michigan State, like, they slapped on this huge uh, binder of a playbook. I'm like, holy hell, how am I ever going to learn, you know, this system and this defense? And, you know, sure enough, I ended up, you know, picking it up and with the help of coaches and other players. But, um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't ever really – um, I mean, my main priority, like, obviously, like, you know, playing football and all that stuff was something I took very serious, but, like, I never walked on the campus and was just flat out, like, yep, I'm going to the NFL, because I was, you know, I was always felt that I was pretty realistic, so, like, if it happened, yeah. great, but if not, it's not going to be my end-all, be-all, you know? What did you study there? At... Psychology. Okay, okay. So, you were aware that there might be uh, for a variety of reasons, a life that did not involve football, and you were prepared for it. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, I was like, I, if it happens, great. But, you know, I'm I'm going to, you know, prepare myself in case, you know, that doesn't happen. And, you know, football was kind of like my second option. Obviously, it was like my number one priority, but 
I wasn't, right. you know, just putting all my eggs in one basket because if it didn't work out, I didn't want to, you know, be left without a plan. Well, when you think about the career you had, <clears throat> uh, it wasn't a 15-year career, but No, and I didn't want uh, it to be. You I wanted want to walk to be, by the right? time. I, no, I want you to walk when I'm 40. Yeah. Uh, seven years, uh, that's yep. plenty long enough for you? Plenty. And when you left, did you have a plan in mind that, okay, this is the next chapter in my life? Yeah, so that's basically why um, we started uh, the outfitting business. Uh, it's Homegrown Outfitters. We have a television show on Love the Grind TV. Um, I would argue it's probably the number one white tail outfitter in Wisconsin, one of the top in the country. Um, but we started that when I was in Minnesota because when I was playing in Minnesota, I was like, yeah, like this isn't something I want to do till the wheels fall off. Um, so what I, you know, was doing was I was finding other cash flow, um, you know, right. opportunities outside of football. So I would be, so when I did decide to walk away or when football walked away from me, I was still having income outside of football. And um, that that's, that's really why we started, and that's basically what enabled me to make the decision to walk away when I did because of the success we had uh, in the outfitting business. Um, you know, it was to the point we were doing so well, like some of the guys were like, oh, you're walking away from a lot of money. I was like, guys, I can make that without even having to play football, you know. So I was like, it was an easy decision. Right. And, um, you know, I think you being proactive like that. better on Monday mornings, right? Oh, my God, yeah. But I think – you know, being proactive really helped because you see a lot of guys, they try to do stuff after they're done playing when they don't have money coming in. So once that money's gone, they don't really have any money to fall back on. And I wanted to do it while I was playing because yeah. if it didn't work out, well, I was still making money. And if I ended up, you know, if that business ended up not doing as well as it was, then I could always keep playing to bring in, you know, money for me and my family. Right. I want to go back again to the Michigan State days, Dre, and you and Darquez and, and uh, uh, Curtis Drummond and Isaiah Lewis, and, and you guys really formed such a bond. And it was the best defensive back unit in Michigan State history, um, mm. certainly the best in the country at that time. When did you know that? teams were going to have a hell of a hard time throwing against you and you could carry this defense? Um, I think I, I think we probably noticed it in camp of that, what was it, 20, was it 2013 year? Was that the Rose Bowl year? Or was that it? was the Rose Bowl yeah, I think year. It was, yeah. Yeah. So I would say I think we noticed it, you know, early in camp just because of, you know, the leadership we had from the seniors and, um, you know, I remember sitting in one of the meetings and every senior that walked up, you know, it was like Rose Bowl or bust, Rose Bowl or bust, like Rose Bowl or nothing. So, you know, we already had – I know every every team, you know, says that kind of stuff too, but right. Right. Um, you could just really – it was just a different feeling. And, um, you know, you felt it all the way from the coaching staff to the players to the trainers to everybody, a part of that football program. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, Quez, one of his – his goals that he had wrote down was to be the Thorpe Award winner. And, um, yeah. you know, he ended up winning it that year. But, uh, you know, with that kind of leadership 
in uh, a DB room is, is really contagious because you had him, Isaiah, Curtis, and, um, you know, those guys really, they really, um, I don't want to say policed that DB room, but, right. you know, everybody, everybody got behind him and they pretty much made sure that, you know, the guys in that room weren't going to be on, you know, any kind of games. Like, uh, and I remember Quez, he had actually got on me, uh, I think the year before or something, because I was, you know, just a young kid screwing off. And, you know, he really, you know, laid into me and, you know, helped me get <laughs> my mind focused on, you know, the more important thing. And, you know, I, right. I'm really thankful for that. Well, uh, Michigan State struck gold with a couple of corners uh, who weren't five stars. You know, certainly you know the story of Quez down in Georgia, and he was on no one's radar. Michigan oh, yeah. State finds him looking for somebody else. And uh, it's amazing what can happen when, when guys come together that way. I want to go back through a couple of plays that Michigan State fans will remember. And one of them was a pick. I, I want to say it was against Nebraska. Yep. Uh, Which one? Do you, you remember that play? Well, there's two. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Take us through that because that was a game that was not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. What what uh, what pick though? Which one? Uh, it was a it was a long pass down the sideline. You kind of made oh, it okay. over the over the shoulder grab. Yep. So what do you want to know about that one? Uh, tell me how did you set that guy up? Uh, you know, the ball was in the air for a while, and then next thing you know, uh, the intended receiver was the tackler. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, I was just playing technique. Uh, you know, like you said before, um, you know, one of the faults I would say I had at Michigan State was sometimes I relied too much on my speed because uh, yeah. I knew a lot of people couldn't run past me. And, you know, that was one of those situations. You know, so that having that – Speed allowed me to, um, you know, be more patient, uh, you know, for different routes because when they outside release like that, it's either fade or come back, something like that. And, um, you know, once I knew he was so far downfield, I knew, you know, the comeback wasn't an option anymore. And then I just – luckily we were on our sideline too. So, you know, once right. I was in phase, um, you know, I heard everybody say ball and I played the receiver's eyes, looked to see when he was looking at the ball, then – you know, turn the head and the ball is in the air, and luckily I was, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to catch it. And I want to talk about the Rose Bowl and uh, that ball that, again, uh, deep ball, and that was such a strange game, Trey, because Stanford got out to the fast start and then Connor threw the pick six, and it looked like it could be a long day, and then uh, came back and uh, Pendleton had the touchdown. Next thing you know, uh, you know, you got Tony Lippett in the end zone, and then you got to hold on. But can you talk about that big pick you had? Yeah, I mean, we like I said, we just um, – it was a game that we knew that uh, we could win. And uh, with the with the coaching and with the uh, players we had, we, we basically had that never-die attitude, and a lot of that stemmed from the Notre Dame game because – Right. I mean, if you can remember, we got screwed the entire game yeah. in that, and we still yeah. should have won and barely, you know, lost. So, right. you know, we, we knew 
Yeah, we knew whatever team we we faced, we there was always going to be a chance. And no matter if we were down by, you know, a touchdown or multiple touchdowns, like the Baylor game, you know, we knew right. that as long as there was still time left on the clock, we still had a chance. <laughs> of all so the just, games you played, one of those games, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Baylor game. I think back to that, and when the fat guy caught the touchdown. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of television sets clicked off, and and then uh, you guys saw the celebration, and uh, you just got more determined. Yeah, and it's like it was frustrating because that was one of the plays that we actually practiced for, and you know they just executed it better. But again, it was just another one of those things where we knew we were good enough to compete with these teams, and um, you know we just had that never die attitude. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the guys you faced in the National Football League, seven seasons. Who was the best receiver you had to cover? I would say Devontae or Tariq. Hmm. Devontae Adams yeah, I would say one or Tariq Hill, two pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah they're all right. <laughs> yeah. And what about the receivers that you went against every day in practice, too? Uh, you saw some pretty good ones. And uh, you saw, did you see Justin Jefferson at the beginning of his career? Uh, no, I was in Cincy no. at the time. But, you, you know, I went Cincy up against, like, Diggs there. and Thielen. Yeah. And, yeah. So I went up yeah. against Diggs and Thielen and stuff like that. And those guys are, yeah. you know, just as good or not too far behind, you know, the guys right. I mentioned. So, just being able to play, you know, go against those guys in practice just helps you get better every single day. Kind of what we experienced at Michigan State, too, with those receivers because we competed all the time. Well, as far as the defensive backs Michigan State has now, Trey, a lot of young guys, a lot of unproven guys, but I think the chances are pretty good they're going to get more than two interceptions this season. That was the total, one for the secondary and one for a linebacker last year. And you say, you know, you, you had more than that in the game. So <laughs> I, I think the chances are that they're going to be, uh, maybe they won't be ball hawks quite the way the no-fly zone was. But uh, I can see the uh, defensive backs improving this year. Yeah, well, even if they don't get the interception, as long as they keep the other guys out of the end zone, they're doing their job, you know. That's the key. Hey, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Congratulations on the business again. Give us the name so people can check it out. Okay, it's uh, Homegrown Outfitters. Um, that's the outfit. Uh, the Instagram is Homegrown Outfitters on Instagram. Uh, we also have a television show called Love the Grind TV. It's the same for the Instagram, Love the Grind TV. Uh, it's on the Sportsman's channel. I believe it's three. It might be up to four days a week now. Uh, okay. Tuesday, okay. Thursday, Friday, Sunday, I think. To everyone who enjoys a sweet treat, Culver's team member Brooke is crafting one for you, Wisconsin style. When I serve you a creamy fresh frozen custard treat, it's that handcrafted kind of goodness, like our simply sweet cones or dishes, craveably thick shakes, and handcrafted concrete mixers. You know those, it's so good, want a bite kind of treats? Come to Culver's for a Wisconsin favorite made just for you. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to Delicious. Hey, Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. 
Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to DeanJobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Ebling with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, I see that the lots are filling up and showroom is too. Yes, finally. Lots are getting full. We're ready to sell some cars, Jack. And you got some new vehicles, some news about the Silverado and the Colorado. That's exactly right. We have the all-new, completely redesigned 2024 three-quarter ton Silverado. And then we also have the all-new, completely redesigned Colorado. Both fantastic vehicles. We're really excited. And then on the Nissan side, we've got the all-electric Aria, which is on the ground right now. That thing is absolutely fantastic. I seen technology like that ever before. Stop and see Matt and the gang on West Grand River in Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who wants a meal made just for you, let our team member Arish share what makes Culver special. We know the best meals are the ones shared with the people you love, like our cooked-to-order butter burgers and our real Wisconsin cheese curds. And there's no better way to treat yourself than our creamy, fresh, frozen custard. I put the same care into your meal that I would for my own family. Come to Culver's for a meal made the Wisconsin way. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love. Welcome to Delicious. Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Boyne Golf presents Michigan's Magnificent Ten. Ten extraordinary courses set among three incredible resorts with plenty of wide open spaces where the extra long days let you play and play and play. And when you're done, a variety of amenities and charming towns await. 
The golf's so varied, the accommodation's so welcoming, each visit's a new experience. So visit BoyneGolf.com to plan your time here. That's BoyneGolf.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 